Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real. With your boy Oso. And your girl Rocky. What's good, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of It's So Real. This episode, Tory Lane. Tory Lane. Tory Lane. Yeah. Domestic violence in the black community. Mm. We gotta talk about it. You knew we had to talk you about know, it. We're here to talk about it. Like, I mean, check out the previous video, WAP, Women Against, or no, Women Abolishing Patriarchy. There you go. And, I made uh, that up. You did. Thank you, Osa. <laughs> I'm always going to take credit for that one. I mean, <laughs> as it's your credit, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, right before that music video came out, uh, Megan Thee Stallion got shot. And there was a whole bunch of controversy because Tory Lanez was in the car with her mm-hmm. and nobody knew what happened because nobody was talking about it. Right. So, yeah, officially, for y'all who don't know, but if y'all you were, you know, like, we, we don't even be online <laughs> like that. Well, I know I don't. And I found that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, so you should know. But yeah, uh, Meg Thee Stallion kept stuff on the low, actually. She was not saying anything. Mm-hmm. That she didn't confirm anything. Mm-hmm. Um, she just was keeping quiet. We didn't hear nothing from Tory Lanez, neither. It was like nothing. Yeah, we heard nothing. So we saw like a couple tweets here and there from people who were like in their camps, mm-hmm. but they were quickly deleted right after. Really? So yeah, yeah, like some quick stuff. But you know, you don't, you don't escape nothing off the internet. Yeah. They screenshot everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, that's how it is. Ain't nothing safe. But yeah. anyways. But yeah, fast forward. Yeah, so so Meg Thee Stallion actually came out with an IG Live mm-hmm. telling her story about what happened. Right. And oh, and she was saying in the IG Live, but that was also coming out, was people were making um, assumptions about what right. could have transpired. Right. There were a lot of <laughs> conspiracy theories thrown mm-hmm. out there. Um, a lot of blame. For some reason. Uh, oh, you know what reason. <laughs> we talked about that in our deep dive. Check it out on Patreon. <laughs> yes, yes. Definitely check that out on our Patreon. Um, Patreon slash It's So Real, right? It's patreon.com slash It's So Real Podcast. It's So Real Podcast. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yes. Definitely check that out. Um, we got some great stuff for those of y'all who signed up. Yes. So exclusive to our Patreon. It's not yes. available on our audio podcast and it's not available on YouTube. Right. Um, but yeah, so there are a lot of conspiracy theories thrown out there. A lot of them centered around the blame, centered the blame on Meg Thee Stallion somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, she must have did something. Or, mm-hmm. or like, who's not talking? And, and there was no actual confirmation, again, from anybody yeah, nah. who was involved. I, I think people were also going off of uh, Chris Brown and Rihanna. Right, yeah. right. And, again, <laughs> depending on your perspective mm-hmm. and your life experience, you, ha- you, ha- you ask totally different questions when you first hear that (laughs) yeah so that being said let's get started with uh our first segment two sides of the same coin yeah why don't we do that that's a a good segue where did i put that coin oh here we go (laughs) so we have a new coin today we got a new coin it's not because we lost the quarter 
<laughs> it's because we lost the quarter. <laughs> I don't know where it went. It could be somewhere under these Look, blankets. Don't we got a coin sh- uh, shortage or something like we that do, going on? We do, y'all. Yeah, America is going to. Through it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, my love has gone to a, a bunch of uh, countries, mm-hmm. you know. So she has a coin from where? Costa Rica, I believe? Costa Rica. Costa Rica. So, yeah. We're going to do that. The uh, You said this is the tails, right? Mm-hmm. The tails is the 100. And then uh, the front, I believe, is their symbol of some sort. Oh, I'm not sure, know. but it's dope. I like the. I just like looking at different coins because ours I are like kind of different currencies. Yeah, different yeah. currencies look. I'm. I got tired some pesos up there somewhere. Because ours is kind of like boring compared to other countries. Mm-hmm. Even Guyana, like I like our money too. Like oh, your your yeah. bills, I really like. Oh yeah, like the pictures and everything else like that. I have some Guyana bills up there too. Nice. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Um, so. Hedge your tails, my love, for this one. Just a quick uh, recap. Um, we have restructured the It's a Real podcast. Oh, right. Uh, so now we have uh, segments uh, that we're going to release 10 minutes of on YouTube for a video. Um, so check that out. Right. And again, to get the full podcast video, subscribe to our Patreon or become a member. I forgot what the language is. But anyways, <laughs> so this this new segment, Two Sides of the Same Coin, is where we flip a coin to see who answers the question first, mm-hmm. uh, just to make sure that both pr- perspectives can be heard right? and kind of make a game out of it. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you say? Oh, you pick. Okay, I'm going with Tails. Hey. 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 hey! Okay, good, because hey. I wanted you to answer this first. Okay, cool. Okay, <laughs> so for our first question of two sides of the same coin, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what was your first reaction? Okay, so, and I remember making this this uh, question <laughs> purposely vague when we were talking and planning mm-hmm. for um, the show. The show. Um, so behind the scenes that yeah. y'all might get if you're oh, a yeah. member of a Really? We're going to put that on Patreon? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I thought we were going to put that on YouTube. I mean, we can. Nah, they got a behind the scenes button. Mm-hmm. Patreon. <laughs> yeah, me. Um, but yeah, so I, I purposely made this uh, question vague because first reaction to what mm-hmm. is... Because is, is, there's so many there's different so things many different that things. you can react to right. regarding these people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So my first reaction and the first thought that I, I thought of when I was when the question was brought to my attention, is like my first reaction of Meg Thee Stallion when she was on her IG Live telling her side of the story, telling her truth about what went down with her and Tori and how she was shot. I like saw the this visible like pain in, in her voice as well. I heard it. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell that she was really hurt. Um, not only because... It happened. Obviously, that was traumatic in itself. But because of all the things that came with it, like usually when somebody goes through something traumatic, um, they're not in the public eye. Not everybody else yeah. is talking about it. There's not a spotlight on it for real. Mm-hmm. You know, all that negative attention. Mm-hmm. So when she broke it down, I felt so bad that she went through. <coughs> Excuse me. Hold up. Let me get some water. She went through all that on top of the fact 
Actually, I'm good. <clears throat> I just had to get out. Um, so on top of the fact that she went through all of that, mm-hmm. and she was protecting Tori. Yeah. Like she was protecting her. Um, him. Bitch <clears throat> ass. Um, but yes, uh, he was he was the one who shot her, mm-hmm. and then she didn't publicly out any of that. She didn't go over the top or tell her truth when when she could have because she was trying to protect them in the situation where they all could have got shot. Mm-hmm. All of them. Because we already know what's going on out here with these police. Mm-hmm. So it's like, to see the pain in her eyes and to hear that in her voice and for her to go through all that, that was my first reaction was just like feeling bad that she had to go through that on top of just a traumatic experience in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my first reaction to that. I have first reaction to other stuff, but I definitely want to hear what your first reaction was to the question. Like, what is the first reaction? Mm-hmm. Um, so my first reaction, I would say, would be to the whole story. Mm, okay. Right? So as soon as we find out what was going on, um, as far as Megan the, Sh- Megan the Stallion get- or Meg the Stallion getting shot, mm. and then... Tory Lanez was involved. Um, so this first reaction, I will say, is also because it was around the time of Jada with Entanglement. Check out our latest podcast episode. Yes. <laughs> it was also right before WAP. And in these three scenarios, it was a lot... Oh, and then... Uh, Kamala Harris also became uh, the first black Asian woman VP. VP. God. Nominee. Nominee. Jesus. I was like, so All many. The <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was a lot of black women being focused on, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was a lot of negativity. Mm. Um, and I didn't really have a reaction to Meg Thee Stallion getting shot. Um, like I was, I was reading up on on some of the stuff, but mm. I didn't really have a reaction. I was like, "That's that sucks." Like, mm. <laughs> low key, the first reaction was like, "How you get shot in your foot? What, is, <laughs> what happens?" And I'm like, "Are you in the car?" And then they just shoot down. Like, how does that work? And, and there was actual, actual story when she was walking away. I was like, "So did it? Did it bounce? How did it get through the foot?" <laughs> Yo, I thought this was what my thinking is. Maybe it ricocheted off of the ground uh-huh. and then the shrapnel got in her foot, you know, yeah. that, which is common. But it's like, yeah, I didn't understand I, that I, either. I, I, yeah, I was like, I was how, confused. How, what angle? I don't know. But that. But those are all rumors at the beginning, so we didn't even yeah, know. So. so, right? But that was low key the question I had in my head, okay, while I'm receiving all this information. But really, wow. what, what ended up happening was. Um, I'm not a supporter of Kamala Harris, and this is not a political episode, and I don't think we're making political episodes anytime no. at all soon. Nope. Because um, it's very draining. However, it's a part of this reaction. Mm-hmm. I had more negativity towards Kamala Harris than I did towards Meg Thee Stallion with the shooting, mm-hmm. or WAP, or Jada. Mm. And everybody was coming for the people who were coming for Kamala, saying, 
all of this negativity towards black women. One, I am a black woman, but we also grow up in a patriarchal society with the same toxic masculinity mindsets and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I have had to check myself before, just saying. So when everybody's saying, you know, we're putting all this negativity towards Kamala and we're and we're putting all this negativity towards black women and we're tearing black women down and all this other stuff, I'm thinking about Meg Thee Stallion in these, these two situations and Jada and I'm like, I wasn't putting them down. Right. Like I wasn't with Kamala. I'm just holding her accountable for her past actions. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, like that's that's I mean. what it is. So all these other black women, I'm like, nah. I'm like, Watt was empowering. Jada was in her own journey, and I understand that as a woman, as a mother, as someone who has her own independence, I get it. Um, and then Meg, the selling getting shot. I'm like, that shit fucking sucks. And I don't know what happened, but I wasn't there. There's nothing I can do about it. I mean, I hope, uh, like I wished her healing and yeah. like that, you know? So like, I didn't have this negativity. Um, so yeah, my reaction was just like outside of how the fuck did that happen? It was like that, that sucks. <laughs> right. Um, and then as the conversation became more black men versus black women, which mm. we have, these conversations in our community because there's so many issues within each group and then with them together. Um, it made me reflect on how I view black women, Hmm. um, as a black woman. And then as other black women who are different from me and Hmm. stuff. Um, so yeah, that was kind of my reaction. Well, I want to hear more on that. Like, like, so, when it comes to how you view yourself as a black woman within mm-hmm. the space of black women, mm-hmm. yeah, talk more about that because you know I don't, I don't know shit about that. Um, I ain't no black woman. I'm I just mean, flying feel, the wall, like fellas. That's, that's a deep dive, though. Oh, damn, that's right. And we already recorded the deep dive. I know, oh, you already went deep on that. <laughs> so should I? Should I just say a little bit? Yeah, just speak on it a little bit because I'm curious. I'm curious about what's going I on. I mean, in it, it's more so like. We are diverse as fuck. Right. <laughs> like, like I'm a queer, black, polyamorous woman who's not Christian. Okay? So. Facts. Facts. Okay. Those are just some of my identifiers. So, yeah, we're diverse as fuck. It's not just, we're not a monolith. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have different values, different beliefs. Like, yeah. And at the end of the day, I do support black women. Mm. And also, I'm going to hold you accountable as well. Because that accountability is crucial to growth. And I have a commitment to growth. Yeah. So, yes, I'm going to hold you accountable for that. And if you happen to be a black woman, it's like, well, then I'm going to need you to honestly step up to these standards I have of black women. You know? Hey, I'm with it. Thank you for the perspective. Yes. All right, then. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, I have the viewpoint that the black woman is God. So when we are acting in any type of way that is not mm. to all of our greatness, I'm like, what are we doing? But yeah, I'm going to hold you accountable. And some people view that as tearing somebody down. It's like. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I Especially when it comes to politics. The one area that affects everybody's life where we should be the most critical. Yeah. You know. That's your job to listen. But I think. Um. <clears throat> In Meg Thee Stallion in the shooting situation, mm-hmm. I think people were 
saying that she was starting the argument that she was hitting him, um, stuff like that. And? Like, I don't... What the fuck that mean? This... Yeah, that. <laughs> but... In in her, in her IG live, she said she they the everybody in the car was arguing, and then she got out because she was tired of arguing. She walked away. So for me, I'm like, well, if somebody's walking away, right? Yeah, th- that means you're removing yourself from the situation. Like you're not continuing to escalate that situation. So I'm actually totally cool with that behavior. So what's the yeah? Why yeah. why are we even? Why are we why are we either gonna you're gonna go after me? That's some Zimmerman shit. What what the fuck are you doing? You gonna go after me after I've walked away? Mm-hmm. Like you was in a negative space. I'm removing myself <laughs> from that negative space, and you gonna bring that shit to me. Yeah. And then not only just bring it to me, but like as violently as shooting me. Right. Like. So yeah, I don't. There's no excuse for that. Mm-mm. I would like to hear his bullshit reasoning so I could try to like dissect. Why the fuck he's messed up in his head for healing purposes. And I'm not going to lie. There's some part of me that is entertained by seeing the minds of (laughs) of, of people who are a little bit, you know, (laughs) off in some ways. Um, Because trauma is, and that's why I think this is like such a big story. It's like trauma is drama and that shit sells, you know? And it's good to talk about it. And we're talking about it too. But I think the difference is we want to address these things in a way where it's not just gossip and talking. Mm -hmm. And you actually learn, like, the lessons behind Mm -hmm. some of these things. Like, talking about DV and Mm -hmm. talking about all these other things Mm -hmm. where you get to the root of these issues. Because, yeah, there shouldn't be too many Tories out there. And there should be people that, men out there that are examples of being the opposite of what Tory is and what he did. Like, yeah. there's no excuse for that. Mm-hmm. And the men that are making excuses for that are putting themselves in the boxes of Tories. I'm sorry, you are. <laughs> I'm not sorry, actually. You are. You just are. And it's let <laughs> me know who to unfriend. Because, nah. There's nothing, there's literally nothing that he could say. <laughs> I, I, I thought, I've tried, I've tried. I really have, like, what in the fuck could you have de- like? See, what yeah, was it? The only thing that nothing, it, it, nothing. It would really have. I really to, don't like. Okay, I understand guns as a use of self defense. However, I'm gonna need you to know how to throw hands prior to getting to that point. Yeah. So that way you can defend yourself without killing someone. And the only reason, in my opinion, that you should be that concerned is if they have a gun. Right. Or some other sort of weapon that you can't really handle, you know? Like, everybody should be having self-defense classes. Mm-hmm. Like, depending on a gun is some... Pussy ass. See, what? I'm, I'm not trying to use pussy as a uh, meaning weak... That's true. Uh, ...mentality anymore because the pussy is strong, okay? And... What Trevor Noah say? A human being comes out of it and then it continues to function... As it did prior. What the hell? <laughs> that was funny. All right, but uh, you talking about um, how this is a deeper conversation? Mm-hmm. I I think segues into our next question. Let's do it. Uh, for two sides of the same coin. Um, 
Should I ask the question first or should you flip first? Um, I don't know. You can ask the question. Have you ever experienced domestic violence in your life? Mm, okay. Heads or tails? Heads. Heads. You got it. Okay. All right, so we one for one? Yeah, one for one. Okay. Um, I'm tired of... So, when we came up with this question, I honestly instantly thought about my parents. Mm. Uh, my parents got divorced in 2016, and as of 2010, I was sure that they needed a divorce. Um, but I saw it go, I saw it more so going downhill in high school, but there were signs my entire childhood that I am now more aware of. Um, and it was a good thing. Uh, my mom is happier. I hope my dad is happy. Should do another episode about having to enforce those boundaries. Mm. But, um, but yeah, so divorce was a good thing. But that's like, we had to call the cops several times, Mm. you know, with my parents and stuff. And it wasn't always physical. Sometimes it was, it was a lot. Like, I don't know how much I want to put out there, you know, but. I mean, it's up to you, you know. Ain't no pressure. Yeah. Um, it's not a deep dive or nothing. And yeah, you know, yeah. You don't know the podcast. Plus, you know, it's all on you. Yeah. So, it was just, they needed to be divorced. Um, mm. So, that's who I first thought about with domestic violence. And, uh, oh, in the deep dive, I go over the power and control wheel where I'm talking about different types of uh, domestic violence. And it's, again, not always physical. Um and it's power and control wheel because there's a lot of mental and emotional manipulation. Yeah. Um, so check out the deep dive on Patreon again uh, to further understand what I'm talking about when I say I, I, when I was going over that, I, I saw that in my parents. Um, but it wasn't always what people think about when they think of domestic violence. Mm. Um, and my dad wasn't always the perpetrator and i think that is another conversation as well as far as how women are perpetrators of domestic violence women can be yeah and, sure. and there are examples of that and it could be both parties too um so yeah other than that in my own personal romantic relationships mm-hmm. um there was a time when I was drunk and I was going through shit anyway. So there is, it's a long explanation that I don't really feel like get like getting into. Um, but it was like the tension was building in me mm. and my ex at the time wasn't listening. And again, I was drunk. Oh man. And, uh, it's a dangerous combination. Yeah. I hit him and once my my hand hit his face, I realized in that moment, one, I sobered the fuck up, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I saw the change in his eyes, and I was like, th- that's what instantly sobered me up, because, yeah, it was like, one, shouldn't have done that, two, I don't know how he's going to respond, mm. you know, like, 
the love that we had was not in his eyes when his eyes changed. So, yeah, that that was scary, honestly, because I didn't I didn't know how he was going to respond. Mm. Um, luckily, he didn't respond with violence. He shut the fuck down, which I get. Um, and I quickly, like, again, I sobered up. So I was it, the the bad thing about it was like we weren't alone. Like it was a kickback at our house or at my house. Um, yeah. So like it was instant silence. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, and then I was like, I was pissed at the, like the tension was building. So I was pissed building up to it. But as soon as it happened, like what anger could I have? Like, I knew I was in the wrong. Like, I knew I shouldn't have done that, right? Mm. So all my anger went out the window, but because I had built that up, I was like, well, now I can't just, like, totally. So I was saying kind of what I was thinking. Um, but I, And I apologized, but that wasn't, like, and he left, he left my house that night, which he should have. Space. Um, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, so. Shit. I don't even know if we full like I don't recall fully talking about that afterwards. Yeah, we talked about it. Damn, we thing. probably didn't honestly, but I think I knew not to do that shit again. And it wasn't okay to do it in the first place. Like a lot of people talk about, it was just that one time, or it's just those two times. Like mm. any time shouldn't have happened. Right. right. You know. Um. So. I've learned from that. I'm a better person and a better partner from that. Um, and yeah, I know that shit's not okay. And I've done the work to heal what was going on for me during that time. Because remember, hurt people hurt people. And I was hurting. It's not an excuse. It's just what was going on. Mm. Um, so yeah, I've done the work to heal from that. And like my ex and I, are, we're, we don't talk, but... Like, we're not on bad terms. Like, we had a history after that time. Um, so, yeah. But that's my side of the coin. What's yours? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever Quite experienced <clears throat> domestic violence in your life? Um, so, personally, I have. Uh, uh, I'm not going to minimize, uh, minimize my own experience. Uh but in my interpretation of what I went through, uh, one of my exes at Hampton uh, slapped me. Uh, I forgot what, what was the case, but she slapped me. It was just hard enough for it to hurt. In your face? Yeah, in my face. Mm-hmm. Just hard enough for it to hurt, but it wasn't. Um, it wasn't meant to be. Uh, was it meant to be playful? No, it wasn't meant to be playful, mm-hmm. but it wasn't meant to be like. Uh, I guess malicious, like she wasn't trying to hurt me necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I again, I don't remember the context of it. I just remember it was like a neutral conversation. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like anything where we were playing, but it wasn't anything where it's like we were arguing like terribly either. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember right then and there, um, and I don't know really what it was because I had never dealt with that before. No girls ever touched me, but I was just like, <clears throat> it's I, I don't even know. It was like something came over me. I was like, yo. <laughs> you don't touch me mm-hmm. and I she saw it she was like oh shit okay alright 
you know, at first she was like, are you serious? You know, laughing. And she was like, no, like, this is what you like, mean? like, I'm not, I'm, I'm never going to be around you anymore. And that's a wrap. Like we're, we're, we're done. Like you put your hands on me mm-hmm. ever again. Mm-hmm. It's a wrap. You know, now I don't even have that rule. You put your hands on me, period. It's a wrap. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm just not talking to you. I have no desire because I know I'm a person who will defend mm-hmm. himself. So I have no desire to get into any altercation that is unnecessary. And that's with a man or a woman, mm-hmm. you know? Like, if I'm fighting, it's usually because, and should be in in the case of for my life or for the protection of my family and my loved ones. That's it, pretty much it. If I'm defending those things and those people, that's the only reason why I want to be in a fight or in any type of altercation. Y'all can miss me with all the rest of that fuck shit. So when it comes to romantic relationships and connecting with someone, nonviolence, that's like the bear. Like that's mm-hmm. that's you don't even get in the door if you you're within that realm of mm-hmm. like doing that with me. Mm-hmm. So that's my that what that was my experience. And again, I don't know what it was that came over me exactly because I didn't necessarily deal with that before but maybe i had it in my mind of like how i would react to somebody who did that mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean i guess the chris brown stuff was going on around then that was, so maybe yeah that was i think my freshman year so yeah maybe i was thinking like of what i would have done in that situation mm-hmm. of like i'm not period mm-hmm. dealing with it mm-hmm. maybe that's why um, because I didn't want to be put in that situation. Um, but yeah, I, I can't recall. I just know that I am proud of myself, my younger self for acting that way because that and the reaction that my ex had from that, like respecting it, which was a good thing. That's why me and my ex were like, not buddy, buddy, but it's like, if I wanted to talk to her, we could talk and have a cool conversation. So, um, yeah, you know, I just don't talk to my exes. It's just, it's, you know, no. No, no, no harsh feelings, nothing like that. Um, but yeah, it's that reaction that she had that led it to be an example of all my relationships going forward. Because I still don't put up with that, um, and I've never had to. Because I make it very explicit. I tell people this story, you know. Mm-hmm. So even if you do like a little thing, that little thing is like that's my mark. I'm like, I told you the story. This is a wrap. We're not. We're not doing this. So, if you feel some type of way about that, you can say whatever. You can be like, oh, you're sensitive. You're whatever. You can say. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Boundary. Respect. No. You can say all that. Say that over there. <laughs> like, mm. all the way over there. Mm. I'll be here. With the people who can respect physical boundaries. You know what I mean? That's all. Um, so, that's my experience. It, it taught me a lot. And it... It was like a success story of, of standing up for my boundaries, luckily, mm-hmm. um, because I know there are a lot of other stories that go the complete opposite way. Um, so I was fortunate for that. Um, that was my personal experience with it. Mm-hmm. Other experiences are not necessarily me, but obviously we're both therapists. Mm-hmm. We deal with some of these. Oh, it, for sure. You know, we deal with some of these things when it comes for to clients. Sure. So. Yeah, that one. Yeah, a lot of clients have, mm-hmm. yeah. 
some form. A lot of it's emotional too. That's the other. Yeah, thing. a lot of it's emotional. A lot of it's emotional, um, or mental, uh, with gaslighting, mm. um, or minimizing. Um, and then there's a lot of like I see a lot of uh, women who have experienced sexual trauma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At one time, that was like all. The majority of my clients were like women who had some type of sexual trauma, um, because it's so common. Like we all know about the Me Too, mm-hmm. but like when it comes to black women, that is multiplied because they aren't protected, mm-hmm. which is kind of the point of this whole episode. Like we we need to address that. And I think that goes into our next question of. See how I'm segueing the I fuck see. out this shit? I see. Ooh, oh, let like, me get the sun in here. I'm like... You see? Oh, my gosh. Hold up. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, man. Yeah, do you want to be in the light? I don't know. But, um... I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah, you are segueing very nicely. Um, so, that, that goes into our next question of what does it take or what will it take for black women to... Bo- be believed and protected. Mm. I'm going to go with heads. Let me flip that over again. There we go. That was good. Is that heads? That's, That's tails. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that means I won it. I won the, the two sides. <laughs> um, <laughs> I meant, yes, black women. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. What's it going to take? I think it's gonna take black men changing. Yeah. Yeah. Like th- this patriarchy has got to just be over. Like this, women are not inferior, bruh. Like, what the hell? But anyways, that's that's a different different episode. Um, but I also think it's it's going to be so. Patriarchy in terms of the system, the system is very patriarchal. The fact that we're even having conversation about um, women's choice over their bodies mm. and it's being made by majority men is an issue. Um, and they're not listening to women. So, yeah. But so the system is patriarchal and that's what we need to work on uh, dismantling. So as women run for more office, um, offices and gain positions of power, I think I see that shifting. Right. Um, so I have hope there, but a lot of it is within individual men and men within community with each other where they are individually doing their growth work, um, mental and emotional growth work as far as balancing mm-hmm. their masculine energy and feminine energy and challenging toxic masculinity mm-hmm. um, within themselves, but they're also doing it within the people within their network, the black men within their network. Um, now, I have hope in that sense because a lot more black men uh, were seeking therapy prior to COVID. I don't know what's going on now, but prior to COVID, uh, our black practice or our POC practice yeah. was getting a lot of black men mm-hmm. as clients. Um, so I had hope for the individual black men. I don't know how that's moving towards them checking their, their other male uh, compadres, but hmm. yeah. But that's that's my side of the coin. What's yours? Uh, I agree. I think a lot of it is 
us viewing each other better. Like, again, going back to kind of what you said, you're a black woman who is not part of what many in the mainstream or those who want to, I guess, like put black women in a certain box would consider the black the image of what a black woman is mm-hmm. because you have so many other things and other qualities um, about you. Not only just from your personality, but it's like who you are and <clears throat> who you love, all that. So it's um, it's challenging that monolith concept of black people, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, it's like. If it, it distinguishes or goes outside of that that lens, mm-hmm. there's hate that comes with that, mm-hmm. or there's like disapproval without. There's like a disagreement without respect. So mm, yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where I feel like we get into tearing each other down instead of like building each other up. Um, there's this like idea in business I forgot. Um, but it's like if you come up with one idea or like if you have a complaint about an idea, you can't just come with the complaint. You have to have a solution to it or an alternative to it, you know? That way you're always building upon it. It's never looked at as you just trying to tear somebody's idea down. Mm-hmm. It's as you're trying to implement your own because you think it's better or you're trying to um, bolster it up and build it up more, that original idea, and then just make it stronger Mm -hmm. um we don't do that with each other i think we tear each other down we drag each other you know we take pride in doing that Mm -hmm. um and i think that creates an environment where especially for black women they're treated a certain way and seen a certain way based on men's insecurities and views of themselves and then those men a lot of times can't see can't even defend because i saw this online like they because meg stallion's bigger like mm-hmm. so you start yeah, to see yeah i was like you start, to see, <laughs> you start to see certain things that like get highlighted like because she's taller or because mm-hmm. she's quote unquote more masculine like you start to see like excuses being made or it doesn't so, matter respect right, another right. living being right but but that's what i mean it's like if you're not in that box of a black oh, woman, yeah. of what that man mm-hmm. thinks a black woman is, mm-hmm. you're almost like torn down mm-hmm. and discredited mm-hmm. and disrespected. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's no way to disagree without the disrespect. And I that's the thing where if we can fix that, I think we can fix the way we look at each other. Because if we all look at each other as black people, mm-hmm. you know, and we have disagreements. I'm not talking about the Uncle Toms. I, 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 we know who those are. Like, the ones who are, like, literally selling out. Like, come on. We know. <laughs> we're not we're talking about people who are unreasonable actors. They're not honest actors. We know those people. We're talking about people who we have genuine disagreements with. Mm-hmm. It's like, if we disagree with that, like, all right, where can we build then? You know? We never ask that question. <laughs> We're always like, man, nah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck that. You with them? Nah, fuck that. But what do you agree with? What can we build with? Like, do you have something that we can share interest on? Mm-hmm. Or is we are we just, like, 
disagreeing on this one thing, and then that's going to be the end of our relationship. They're all together. Mm. I think that's how we view each other, because we put each other in boxes depending on whatever we do, and then, especially when it comes to black women, that ends up to us not listening to them based on our preferences of what a woman should be, a black woman should be. Like, oh, she, if she's attractive, then... Mm. Or if she's unattractive, then uh, well, she probably had it, you know, whatever. She could have had it coming or whatever. Like, whatever your perception of a black woman is mm-hmm. that needs to be protected, it's your ideal. So if it doesn't fit that, mm-hmm. it's like you lose respect. We have to be able to disagree. We have to be able to talk without that disrespect. Because that constant disrespect in our communication and the way that we interact with each other is leading to actual disrespecting the way that we view each other I think because mm. yeah when I, when I see the way we interact with each other I don't like it yeah. and I'm like no wonder we don't care about each other no wonder we don't defend each other enough, uh, and are down for each other and view each other as like mm. no, no, no wonder and it's like I think as, as you were speaking I was thinking about how um, many black men view black women as objects hmm in this dehumanization. Yeah. But I was like, I've been seeing that a lot recently with black women too, when they're only looking to black men financially. Mm. And I'm like, you know, he's a person, right? He's yeah. not, he's not just an ATM. So this objectification may be happening. And it's like, yeah, we, we need to humanize these people. These are, these are our brothers and sisters. And all other kind of siblings with all of the gender identifiers. <laughs> um, Good thing. <save>. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... We gotta find the human in each other. Yeah. And empathize. Mm. Yep. Alright, man. That's, I think, is it for our two sides, right? Yeah. First wow. segment. First segment. This one, this one went a little heavy, a little deep. Yeah, a little yeah. deep. We had some deep questions on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, went, went. Yeah, we went a little deep in this one. Yeah. But um, I hope you enjoyed this this segment, this part of the uh, podcast that we have right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. Um, hopefully, we'll be back before the sun sets because I kind of like, you know. I'm gonna put my. <laughs> I, was, I hit the mic. Um, I'm gonna put my uh, blondes up a little bit more. Okay. My curtain. But yeah, we'll be back in a few minutes and we'll be back with our next segment. Both and either or. <laughs> either or both and. I know, I had to say both and. I know. Uh, like, let me say either or. Alright, we'll be right back. <laughs> Alright, we'll see y'all. Alright. Peace. Alright, y'all, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to the show. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into our next segment, shall we? Our next segment is either or. Both and. <laughs> um, so I won the, the twin cost, so I'm a. The what, what? The coin toss. Mm-hmm. There you go. What did I say? The twin toss. <laughs> <laughs> the twin toss. The coin toss. <laughs> so I'm going to answer first. Okay. Um. So the the question is, should Meg Thee Stallion have stayed quiet since she didn't press charges, or should she have spoken up? Okay, all right. 
Damn. I think that she should have spoken up when she did with the IG Live. Okay. What do you say? Hmm. Should she have spoken up? Or stayed quiet since, since she, she didn't, didn't press, press charges. charges? Nah, she should have spoken up either way. So remember, it's not just about the either or. It's about the both and. Right. So, even though she didn't press charges, I think she should have spoken up. Mm -hmm. Because I think what was needed in that moment was community policing. Mm. Ooh, speak more on that. And we spoke about this in our last segment, um, Two Sides of the Same Coin. Mm -hmm. Where, or no, we, we didn't even talk about it that. We talked about it, get them all mixed up. We talked about it in our deep dive. In our deep dive, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. make sure that you check out our deep dive on Patreon. Um, and yeah, it's, this was a way, like, she couldn't trust the cops at that point in time because they all could have got killed. Mm -hmm. So that that really was out the window. Like, you're literally saving That's four true. lives. That's true. You know? And yeah, kudos to her. Exactly. For, for in that moment making that decision. Real talk. While you're shot. Like, right. I ain't never been shot before. I'd be fucking going with this thing. And because you don't know, like, the severity of the injury. Mm -hmm. So she could have thought it was just a foot injury, but she didn't know if it went other like places. Like, pain. Like, All yeah. that pain just going all throughout your exactly. body. That's yeah. It's brave right there, actually. Right? So, so um, yeah, I, I don't think... Because what is actual policing going to do? Oh, he may serve some time, maybe. He may pay a fine. Like, okay. I, like, these punitive measures don't do anything, right? Mm. But as far as, like, rehabilitation. Mm. Um, so I think what was needed in that moment was community policing. We needed people in our community to hold him accountable. Um, and it was also, I think she spoke to get people off her back. Like there was a lot of negativity yeah, towards yeah, yeah. her, and that's and that's true. and that's why she came forward and said what was happening, um, because Tory Lane didn't come out and say anything, um, and other than that, it was just like people speculating. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it. I I agree with her speaking up to be able to speak up for herself, you know. Um, even though she didn't need to, because the public owes, like, you owe the public nothing. Yeah, she didn't owe us anything. Yeah. yeah that's good. Um, but in terms of community policing, and I don't mean this cancel culture. That is not community policing. At all. I mean, people actually, like, rehabilitating Tory Lanez. Because, again, what the fuck was going on in your mind that you felt like it was okay to shoot somebody? Who was walking Man, away? I don't get it to this day. I'm just saying. I don't get it. So why did you say she should have spoken up? It's her truth, yo. It's her truth. It's her experience. She's the one who's gone through the trauma. Um, she has every right to say that. On top of the fact that, yeah, like you were saying, she held her own by handling the situation in real time. Mm -hmm. Do you know how difficult that must have been? To assess the whole situation right? and know to not say it at that moment mm -hmm. to ensure the safety of everybody, including the motherfucker who just shot you. Mm -hmm. Like, wow. You know? So, hey, 
kudos to Meg The Stallion mm-hmm. for keeping a cool, calm head and doing the smart thing, even though it wasn't necessarily in a just society. It wouldn't mm-hmm. have been the in the best in her best interest, mm-hmm. you know. But in this case, it was in her best interest. Cause yeah, I agree with her. When she broke it down on her IG live, we don't know what would have happened. I mean, again, we just had another case. Like every week, another police officer. So yeah. Counting us down. <sighs> so yeah, I mean, I I see no problem with her saying what she said. And handling, again, the situation, the way she handled it, because the alternative outcome would have been potentially us saying R.I.P. Meg mm-hmm. Thee Stallion, R.I.P. Tory Lanez, mm-hmm. you know, and then it would have been totally different. We wouldn't even be hearing about this. Y'all wouldn't have been able to even yeah. get your little jokes off or, and do all these little things. So it's like she handled herself and she has every right to tell that story. It's her story. It's her truth. It's what happened to her. And it's part of her healing process, I believe, as well. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next question for either or. Did Meg Thee Stallion do something deserving to be shot? <laughs> or is Tori just a bitch-ass nigga? Um, I'm gonna let you uh, <laughs> choose which one. I think y'all know my answer. <laughs> Tell us anyway. Let us hear it also. Dun, 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 dun. Survey says <laughs> <laughs> Tory Lane is a bitch ass nigga. A bitch ass nigga. I'm sorry. Like, go ahead. He's a bitch ass nigga. That's that's my take on it. I'm gonna go with that side. Oh, I agree. Oh, you agree? I oh, agree. look at that. Look at that. All right. So, agree, my love. Mm. And that's something. So tell us why. Um, uh, you shot a woman while she was walking away, bruh. Mm-hmm. You shot a black woman, mm-hmm. our queens, the ones we're supposed to protect and cherish, mm-hmm. for the record. You shot her while she was walking away from a negative environment, an argument, to her safety, to her to a place where she can calm herself down. Or reassess herself in a situation. Or just get out of that environment. Getting out of that toxic environment that she said she was in. And then you bring that negativity or that trauma or that hurt that you was going through in your mind, your body, your spirit, whatever it was. And then go and shoot her. Shoot at her. Shoot at her in any way. And then it happens. Thank God that it was in a place that was non-lethal. You know? But what else is there to say? That's, that's that's a coward. That's a clown. That's somebody who is putting their hurt and their anguish onto somebody else because they are not strong enough to deal with it. And you being called out on that is not being me being mean. It's not be it's not me being somebody who's who's too harsh. It's me calling you out on that shit and asking you to step up. It's real simple. I mean, as black men, if we're going to be the men we claim to be, if we want to be these alpha men, we want to be these men who actually take care, provide, and protect, we need to do so in action and not just in words. That right there was the exact opposite action. So, I mean, what else do you want me to say? 
That's some punk ass shit. And he's a bitch ass nigga. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. That's my take. So my take is of why he's a bitch ass nigga. It's because Guns, to me, mm. should only be used in a last result self-defense strategy. Mm-hmm. And anything outside of that, especially when it's intentional, especially when someone's back is turned. <laughs> Coward. No matter... Remove the gender. Right. Remove the race or ethnicity. Right. You still a bitch ass nigga. Yeah. Facts. I'm with you. I'm with you, right? Come on. Back turn. Walking away. Come on now. And then you put on top of that she's a black woman. Again, like you said, if you take all that away, you're already a bitch ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's already a rap for you. But then you put on top of the fact that you know all the things black women go through in this country, what they've gone through historically throughout the world. And you know that they want, they want to look for us for protection. They wish that they could have a partner that's going to Help them. Enhance them. Right. And you do that shit. That also shows me you as a person. Like, you're not able to resolve conflict resolution effectively Mm -hmm. using logic rather than emotion. It also shows me that you can't remove yourself from the situation. Right. You can't be man enough to take yourself out of the situation. You know. Meg Thee Stallion was woman enough, mature enough, emotionally intellectual enough, enough. bossed up enough to take herself out the situation, and then on top of that, handle the situation when more shit went down. Yeah. Meanwhile, you the one who caused all that. A bitch ass nigga. You know. I'm just saying. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> well, I think that's all we have for damn, the Damn, because was that it? Because, cause, man, you gave me, me tight. <laughs> like, damn. I can't stand people like that. Yeah. Like, oh. Anyways, that's our show, y'all. <laughs> Whew. That's our show. We'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm having fun being back with y'all. I hope y'all are enjoying the show. And, and getting caught up with the, the new episodes. Right. We are really loving, uh, yeah, being back, to, mm-hmm. uh, addressing some of these topics, again, from the perspective of two millennials, therapists. Black. Black. And you know we keep it real. And you know we keep it real, you know? So all those things combined making our unique experience mm-hmm. that we want to bring our POVs to you mm-hmm. so that y'all can engage in some different thoughts some yeah. different perspectives mm-hmm. that might you know stretch you might make you grow might, mm-hmm. might help you develop and, and become a better person you know sure. so we went through a whole bunch of stuff today yeah. and um 
we're going to continue doing these things and having these conversations, mm-hmm. having these real conversations. Because it's so real. All right, y'all. <laughs> we'll uh, see y'all next week. Peace. And love. We out. <laughs> Thank you.